land of the free. I don't see how. Count me in. Oh, America. Oh, America. Hey, yeah. <laughs> America. America. Sweet land of liberty, y'all. But I'm doing this one for the trouble. And every bad doing brother. Sister, daddy, and mother. Who living in the gutter. You want a better cause. And a better heart. Not a star, yo. Hung y'all. In a place to pause. You want a trusting wife. And a better life. A bigger crib and a home cooked meal. Here a single night. Hell, feel what you going through. But I could have warned you when it's time to be a man. Do all you can. See other lands and don't be living for the other man. Take time out. Set it in. Be the better man. And close to Watch your friends and then you'll understand. A little better, better than. Man. But on the other hand, you so goddamn stubborn. And you be starting shit. And ever since you made president, we ain't even seen you since. You need to you need to build our schools, rebuild our church and home, and stop killing my own kind and leave my earth alone. And stop tapping my phone and searching my brawn and keep your personal feelings home when you're betting my phone. Do it for the weekend scroll and it eats his own. Do it for the main goals when all the heat is gone. Not America. Not America. 
What's up, my good people? Welcome back to the Off the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Ant. This is part five of a, of the Tell Us How You Feel um, series that I got going on, um, talking about racism and uh, after effects of the George Floyd protest slash riots. Um, today, I'm talking with Wide Awake's own, um, some know him as Altery Miller. You know, if you remember him back in his rapping days, some of you know him as P. Real. And um, me, you know, as an adolescent, the couple of years I did uh, growing up here in Wilson, played ball with him. Uh, shout out Daniel Hill. Shout out to Wreck. This is Maple Woods on Pudgy. And let's get into it with my guy P. P, what's up? What's up, man? man? How you doing? What's good, man? Welcome to the Off the Wall Podcast, man. How, how was your day, man? Hey, man. Today was Monday, and you know my slogan. <laughs> my, uh, I don't even know how many years I've been doing it, but I've done it consistently for at least six or seven years. We run Monday. We run Mondays. This and, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, that's something that I, I, um, I actually look forward to Monday for that reason. No doubt, no doubt, man. How's the family? Family's great, man. I walked into some, uh, I'm almost about to get into the middle of some baked macaroni and cheese in this joint. <laughs> you know, you from the hood and you got that real baked macaroni and cheese, man. <laughs> I'm ready to get up in there. It's look, not that box, man. It's not that box, guy, man. It ain't that box, guy. Okay, hey, look, as long as it ain't the joint, like I, I've been seeing in the memes where they just say she's just putting square cheese on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> This week, man, I've been talking to like multi-races. I've been talking to Caucasians, biracials, uh, white males, black males, black women, white women, biracial men and women. And um, we, we're just talking on the issue of race because, you know, right now is a very trying time. Honestly, it's all to me, I think it's always been trying time, especially here in the South where we come from. But uh, after the George Floyd incident, it's, you know, the tensions have been kind of raised, man. I want to start off with... Growing up, because, you know, we, we we from the same city. I just said I didn't live there my whole life, though, because my pops was in, you know, was in, in the Army, so I moved around a lot. I was back for a whole lot of summer, so I didn't live in Wilson my whole, my whole you know, growing up years. So for you growing up in, in Wilson, what was your what was your relationship with, uh, with white people? Man, it's, 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 that's, a, that's a super great question. First of all, it, I, when, when people, and I've been asked this a few times, you know, when you do public speaking, people always want to know, you know where you come from, what you've done, and all this stuff. So it's like, well, I, well, I spent some early years in New Jersey. And, and all my summers and a couple of early school years, kindergarten, first grade, third grade, I lived in South Orange, Irvington, and Newark. Right. Uh, but back and forth so much that, you know, you can miss me. And um, my dynamic was weird, man, because... <laughs> and on my street, it was, it was, I always say I was too poor for projects, mm. you know, because when you live in a household where people actually work a job, and this is no knock to anybody, but where, where they're able to work a job and be stable within that job, you didn't qualify for any benefit, right? right? right. So you suffered from a different aspect, you know, and, and, uh, so 
I'm I'm from the street where there were a lot of people who worked a job but barely made it. We all borrowed power from each other. We all borrowed water from each other. We were a tight knit community. But man, let me tell you, like uh, <laughs> on the next corner of the next block that that touched our block was uh, a clan member. <laughs> wow! Right. In the, mem- in the middle of this black community was a little bar slash grill that we all shop from called Shots Grill that we all shop from every single day of our lives. Like, that's where we hung together. That's where we kicked it. That's where we chilled. We played video games in there. And, 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 and then on the next corner of the same block where the grill is was you know, the whitest family that you you, you could imagine. I'm, I'm talking the skateboard dude who rides BMX bikes back in the 80s. So, I mean, a very, very, very different dynamic. But at the same time, we all respect each other. Excuse me. We all, we all respected each other. Right. So, it, 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 it was an amazing dynamic because in that bar, I mean, you know, I, and I, I like to paint this picture. Like, imagine a, a eight-year-old black kid walk into a bar, and this is a real bar now, I mean, it's a grill and a bar, but you walk into this bar, you know, three video games, and, and when you're facing the door and you look to the corner, you got, you know, a, a blue-collar white guy who, who comes in that bar every single day to drink a beer or two or three or four so he can cope with life and go home. All right, that's what he does. And then beside him is a biker, a real biker. I'm talking about 80s hard-nosed biker. And then beside him is the white supremacist Ku Klux Klan member who, when he has his door open and you walk by, you can see the American flag up there and sometimes his robe or his hood hanging up underneath it. That's crazy. So it it, it absolutely was crazy, but it's it's like it's amazing because the guy who ran that bar, Mr. Shots, rest in peace, was the same guy who, like, one day heard my friends talking about going on a field trip and heard me say, no, nah, I can't go because my grandma, you know, ain't get a check or my mom ain't have it or something like that. So he pulled me to the side, put $10 in my pocket and said, hey, tell your grandma, this is for your trip and they can pay me back later. Shit like that. I mean, so it, a, a very different dynamic. But at the same time, um, and, you know, the police came through and did that thing, you know, and, and, and it was also the hood, you know, crack was entering the city and the, and the street. So. Right. You know, a lot of crazy stuff going on, man. A very dynamic neighborhood. But for the better part of it all, we all got together from that community. And I think it was only based off the fact that we were all from that community and we had to respect where we laid our head. You know what? I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, I, I think back back then, like 80s, early 90s, the community was all like community raised the kids back then. Now it seems Absolutely. like everybody is so selfish. It's, it's mine. I'm out for mine. I got to get mine. I got to get mine. Like, forget them. I got to get mine. I got to get mine. Everything is all about, you know, you and yours. It ain't the same yeah. feeling the community no more in these neighborhoods. That's real, bro. My my, my homeboy, Rashad Woods. Shout out to Rashad. My VP, uh, without love being a black father in the Love and Father Society. Shout out, bro. You know, he said something very, very, very profound one time. And, and this thing stuck with me, bro. And, and I share it with people everywhere that I go when, when the conversation comes up. Uh, but the brother said, you know, we were talking about the community. Don't think you just better have community just to raise the kids. And I said, you know, I wish that my, my 
And I only have one neighbor beside me, but it is a neighborhood. There are other people around. But on my side of the street, there's only one neighbor, and we interact with this older, you know, old lady. She's 90 years old, still drives, former school teacher, excellent, beautiful lady. So I love for my kids to interact with her. I love to talk to her, too, because that's a lifetime of knowledge. But I would love for them to know the people up the street, you know, on the next block, because we knew all of them, or we saw them enough to speak to them, and they spoke to us, or they knew our people, or all of the above, right? Right. So, you know, we were talking about that, and I said, man, I would love for my kids to be able to ride that bike and say hello to the neighbor up the street. That's just me. That's what I would like, because there's a safety in that. You know, there's a, there's a comfort in that. And Rashad said, you know what, Pete, you're right. He said, but man, you know what's crazy about today is you don't even know if you want the neighbor to talk to your kid, you know, because it's not the same neighbors that we grew up with. And, and you know, I just never thought about it. I mean, it's a, it's a really profound thought, and and people are so into themselves and, and so into so many different things, you know, when it really hits the fan, I, I don't know if I want my kids to know all of my neighbors anymore either, you know? Yeah, it, 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 that's true. Yeah, it's a, but but do you feel that the way it is now, how everything is so open? Do you think a lot of our neighbors back then were probably messed up as a lot of people we see now messed up? But it was just no social media. There was nothing to out them really. So there was just decent people, you know, to you and your kids. But you know, personally, they into some crazy stuff. You know, like now everybody sell all their personal stuff. Now everybody, it's nothing really secret no more because everybody shares. <laughs> You see, you see, man, privacy died a horrible death, right? You, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Privacy died a horrible death uh, at the hands of uh, a black planet in my space, right? Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's been a lot of years since people have been quote-unquote private, and people like to proclaim themselves as private. But, I mean, <laughs> you look on social media, on 90% of the population, and that percentage is just a guess, but, you know, people are outing themselves about the things that they do. So you're right. And, and to answer your question, I, I do think people have, yo, people have always been jacked up, bro. Right. Like, people have all, always had issues. They, they, people have always struggled, you know, and, and it's just that in today's society and with technology, you know, the world's a little bit closer than what it used to be. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree, man. I, um... It's weird, man. That's why I don't. That's why I don't really agree with the cancel culture, man. Because people were trying to cancel people like they never did nothing themselves. I was talking to somebody else about that also. Like it, it's kind of weird the stuff we do now. Like somebody makes a mistake and we expect we hold them to the same standards, knowing it's different. Like how the world was twenty years ago is way different how it is now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> man, that's weirdo culture. I, I don't call it cancel culture, but that's that's, that's weirdo culture. No doubt. That, that's people are afraid to look at themselves in the mirror. Man, I'm just as jacked up as anybody else. And yeah. and the good part of me is that, or or the good part about me that I like about my damn self is that I'm able to admit that, look at that, and try to correct it yeah, without condemning anybody else. Like, I might have my opinion about what someone else does. I might have my opinion about what I don't like about them or like about them. But I don't convict people. And, yeah. and, and that's where that cancer culture comes from, man. People like to look at us a small snapshot or window of the life of somebody else right. and instantly just kill that person. I mean, just kill them. Yeah, you know, yeah. just write them off. I'm done with them. It doesn't make any sense. But then if you really look at it, I'm sure somebody in their family member has done or does the same thing, but oh. if not themselves. I, I agree. I agree. So, so, 
Social media, social media is a good thing, but then in a way, it's bad, man. Because and then it 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 shows so many people's insecurities, man. Everybody is broke, rich. Uh, everybody, every everybody is just you know what I'm saying. It's, it's so crazy, man. Like the standards they hold themselves to online. Then when you see them, this, like you know, it breaks my heart to see certain people portray something online, and then when you get them in person, you're expecting that, and they nothing like that. You know, I, I saw it. I saw it uh, from a family member for the first time, and this was recent years, which shows you how naive my ass is, right? <laughs> uh, I, I was at a relative's house, and and sadly enough, I don't frequently uh, spend a lot of time at, at my relatives' houses, and I just don't have a whole lot of free time to kick it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, I, I, and that's a whole other topic. But I, I feel like when you're raising your own family, you don't have another enough time. Or a lot of free time to go uh, and navigate other folks' lives. But anyway, uh, so I, I was at a family member's house, and yo, I've been there all day, fam. Like, I was there kicking it hard. I was enjoying myself. We reminiscing. We, we eating good. And just chilling, doing nothing important. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm checking my family member out, and they, they you know, man, I, I, I can only put it one way. You know, they first to death online all the time. And I know people clean up nice because I'm jacked up most of the time. And, you know, I feel like I can clean up nice. So everybody cleans up nice. Right. But, right. Right. you know, while I was there, this family member had absolutely done nothing all day. Didn't interact with us. Didn't mingle, which is fine. It's cool. You're in your zone. I mean, didn't do anything. Hell, they didn't even take a shower. Keep it, keep it up. <laughs> like, they, ain't, they didn't do nothing. It's one of them days. And we all have them. They were having one of those days where they're like, yo, I ain't working today. I'm chilling. I ain't doing nothing. I'm just going to relax. I'm just going to chill. I'm going to let my kids run around. I'm going to do my thing. Right. And, yo, so, you know, as, as the night goes down, you know, everybody, you know, start getting into their phones. You know how we do, right? You know how right. us humans do. You know, it gets awkward when you're talking. So, people start grabbing their box and they get into their box. So, you know, I got in my box and I look at ID and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, the person who's in the next room is online. Talking about how dope their day has been, how fresh they are, how they did all these things with their kids, and I'm like, yo, for real, like, yo, oh, this gotta be a bad thing. Because I'll be honest, like, I'm, I'm not online as much as I try to, you know, make it seem like. Right. I check it like three, four times a day at, at particular times to make it seem like. But I'm like, okay, this might be old. Yo, it was like 20 minutes ago. That's what it said, like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I didn't realize people actually did it. And like. Yeah. I, you hear it, but to see it was surreal for me. And I said, damn, I must be the naive, old-ass asshole because <laughs> I didn't realize people just straight up lied for clout. Yo, it, it, it happens bad, man. Um, I've, I've seen, like, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of people I know personally who put their kids, how much they do for their kids, who really don't do that for their kids. I even had an instance, because, you know, I'm, like, newly single, right? Chick online. Yeah. I'm going to say the name, of course. Not gonna say now. Chick online, a lot of dudes want them. Hit me up in the inbox and everything. We we talking right. So then all of a sudden she hits me with like, "Yo, you, you don't think I'm a hoe, do you?" And I'm looking because like I'm looking like because she posts like all oh, this crazy stuff. Like she ain't worried about nothing. Nobody think and all this junk. So I, right then and there, I got turned off. So I'm I, but I'm still baiting. I'm talking like, "Hey, why, why would you say that?" You know what I'm saying? Like, do you see what you be posting and everything? Like. You know, it's like it's it's crazy. Like I don't know who who, who they putting on the show for. Like it's 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 weird. Like that that really threw me off, and I really from that point, like I just I, I just started backing off. I'm like, yeah, this this girl is crazy. 
Because, like, <laughs> the stuff she be posting in for her to hit me with something like that is just weird, you know? So, uh, I yeah, that is. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is about the social media persona, man. But it's like, yo, people know you in real life. You're going to see people in real life. Like, you don't feel crazy not owning up to the stuff that you actually do or say? Mm. Like, it's, it's, mm. it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But, you know, I, I don't want to jump too far off subject, man. But uh, back to the George yeah. Floyd. How was how was you... How did you feel after the George Floyd incident and the protests and the riots started going? Um, how did you feel? How was your household affected by that? Man, I, I was... You know, to summarize it, this one was different, man. Like, this one was different. And and I've been involved with stuff behind the scenes in Sean Bell. Right. And uh, rest in peace, you know, and, and, and shout out to Mustafa and, and all of his family. But it's like, I, this one was different, man. I, and I don't know why. I can't figure out why it was different, bro. But this one was different. And I didn't want to believe it was different. You feel me? Like, I, I, I did not want to believe that this was the one that was set the tone because a lot of them have been so much worse. Right, right. And uh, a lot of others have been so much worse. Like, you would like to think Tamir Rice would have been the one that sparked a, a revolution such as this thing that's happening now, right? You, and, but but yeah. this one, it felt different, and I've yet to know why it felt different, bro. And I couldn't tell you, but I think... I think I know what it is. I'm definitely, gonna, I think I know what it is, but I'm going to let you finish it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it out and see if, it, if you think the same thing. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know how it's affected my family. I will say, because we've, we've always paid attention. And, bro, my wife and I make it a point, like, to, to let these cats know what time it is. Like, nah, you're going to get off this game. Yeah. You're going to get off the court. You're going to put that ball down. You, you need to understand what's going on. Like, and, and we have conversations not to the point where we're forcing it down their throat. You know, I feel like I have a good relationship with my children, so we talk, and I know how to get the hell out of their face at the same time. So, but yeah, they, I mean, I, I don't know how it's affecting my family. I, I don't know, but I will say this felt different. But why, why do you think it, tell me, why do you think it's different this time? I think this one was kind of different because we actually saw, you know, the other ones, you know, it, it was kind of, I ain't going to say speculation. We, we, of course, we saw the reports and stuff of what happened. Like we saw Mike Brown's body just laying there on, on, on the concrete for a while. Uh, yeah. We heard the stories about, you know, the Tamir Rice and everything, but, and we, oh, well, we did actually see the man or the dude from South Carolina who was that, who got stopped in the traffic and he got tased and then they shot him like while he was running. Yeah. That incident. We, we, we did see that, but yep. this one was, it was different because, we heard my man begging and pleading. Like we actually saw the video of him begging and pleading, like, yo, you on my neck, I can't breathe. And my man, the white officer, was just on his neck and he was just looking like he had no remorse. And he caught all that on camera. Like that was kind of crazy. That was something I'd never seen before. You know? I don't know that I've seen it either, man. Yeah. I've seen people die. Yeah. I don't know that I've seen that. This man had the look of like on his face. Like it was a look of no concern. No concern. And no confliction. And and he clearly had to look like he's done it before. Yeah, he did. Right? <laughs> yeah, he had no concern at all. Like, it was it was weird. None. I mean, none. None, bro, none. So, you know, man, I would like to say this thing has affected me personally. Um, And, and the jury's still out on that. Like, I, I don't know how, how, when, or why. You know, I'll figure it out eventually, but 
I, I will say I felt more compelled now to talk to people on my friends list on social media. Usually, bro, when stuff like this happens, like clockwork, every single time, I'll get on the phone, I'll make a mention to my state reps, I'll make a mention to my federal rep, and I always say the same thing. What can you do to ensure that this doesn't happen to me and my family in the community that you represent? I always say the same thing because I like to get people on the hook for that. Plus, it invites a conversation. Sometimes they'll call you in and say, hey, you know, you've been, we got a city council meeting, we're going to talk about it. Whether you have time to make it or not, they will actually do that. And it keeps the law so you know what people who are representing you think. And they have to respond. I mean, it's part of their job. Someone from their office has to respond. But I feel like it's my duty to do that because I protesting ain't me. That, that ain't my style. You know, I, I'm about action now. We, we can do that action. Right. And, and I know I don't have a, you know, my, my fuse is a little shorter than most folks. So, you know, I'm, I ain't there yet. Right. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to be out there with all that, all that angry energy and not be able to disperse it because screaming don't work for me. Yeah, see, to me too. I got, I like I got a short, I got a short fuse too for all that stuff. I can't. I don't think I can really. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like to get physical, bro. I, I, yeah. I'm not. I can't do it for my own health. So, and everybody has a lane too. And shout out to uh, uh, Vic Vega, my man Vic Vega, Vic. Who, who posted something like that. And and I think that's another dialogue that has to be open. And maybe you know what? You are the perfect person for that because you're well balanced and well thought out. I, you know, I, I don't want to get off topic. I, I do want to get back to these topics, bro. But he, he he made a mention today on, on uh, I think it was on Facebook, and he was saying that, you know, everybody has a lane in, when it comes to things like this. And right. and I was just saying, well, you know, and, and you commented on yeah, that. Yeah, I commented you, you on actually, it, yep. You know, you're actually striking that. Yeah, so yeah, you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I, I honestly believe. Yeah, everybody has a role to play. Like if you like you like we said, if we don't have like the attitude to be out there protesting, you can you can do it other ways behind the scene. You can donate money. You can get help. Like it's, it's other things you can do. Just don't sit home like for all the people who's just listening. Like just don't sit home and I play your part in this, man. Don't don't just change. Like that was I, I probably caught flag for that because I didn't really like that blackout Tuesday thing. Just change because it because to me it was a lot of black people who are scared to speak up. Scared to do anything else, but they hear behind that, oh, the whole country blacking out on the picture. I'm going to do that, and that's it. You know what I mean? And I I, mm. I really didn't feel that blackout thing. I, and I vocal, I vocal, I voiced it on Instagram. I don't think I did it on Facebook. And then to my friends, but like, I, I didn't really feel it. That's why I didn't do that, because why would you stop that day? Like, Instagram, like, people from California can know what's happening over here, what we're protesting, and we can find out over there. But y'all want to black out that day with no action. Y'all just blacked out with no action. It's like taking a day off from work and just sitting at home not doing nothing, basically what happened. Uh, but you think it's okay. a good cause because you blacked out with everybody else, but you didn't really do nothing. You get what I'm saying? I think I missed it. I was kind of there, too, uh, from a different perspective, though. Right. Um, my, my thing was I don't like to do anything uh, collectively without, a, without a, an agenda. Yeah, okay. And, that, that's, you know, a, that's a good way to put it. Definitely. No agenda behind it. I catch flag for that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I, I, I catch a lot of flag for that. And I did post my black, I love being a black father. I did hashtag the Blackout Tuesday right. uh, somewhere around 1030. And, uh, and only because I was busy. I mean, realistically, bro, I'll keep it real with you. I was so tied up the entire day or week, you know, having <laughs> employees catching coronavirus, which people still think it's fake. But, oh, yeah. It's, and it's and having to close down a store. 
So I, I was so consumed with, you know, taking care of my other employees and making sure that they get tested and their families get tested that I missed it. Like, I didn't get on social media until about 10 o'clock and I started seeing the blackout. And I'm like, oh, that's right. So, you know, I posted I love being a black father because I do. That's something near and dear to me. Um, I'm just not into the... That's just not my style, man. I don't jump on, on a whole lot of bandwagons. I salute people in their effort. Yeah. But I don't like to jump on a lot of bandwagons, and I love to have an agenda so we can say that we accomplished something specific when we set out to do things like that. No doubt. And, and for the people that's listening, if you did something, you know, instead of just backing out the paper, you did something along with it, you know, salute to you. And I don't want to really beat nobody up. It's just for me, I didn't feel, I felt like a lot of people hid behind that because a lot of people are not vocal. A lot of people are not even vocal at their own jobs, place employment or with their friends and stuff about this, but they'll get behind something that they see a whole group of people doing and feel like they did their part because they blacked out their picture. And, you know, and I'm, I'm just not with that. I, I that, that's real, A. You know what? But I, I found, here's what I found in, 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 in yo, bro, I've done a lot of activism, like, behind the scenes, and I ain't going to ever brag on it, but I'm just telling you, like, to the tones of international stuff, right? Right. And, 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 but people, what I found that people would rather be led, man, like, they, they won't admit it, and they won't say it, but the general population is not a population of leaders. Even people who put themselves in those situations aren't leaders. Mm. And, 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 and you know, so it's like people are looking to be led, especially my folks. I'm just, let me speak from the black perspective. Especially my folks when it comes to things like this. Mm. We're quickly looking for a leader or a hero to get behind but the problem is we start putting the heroes on the mantle, right? right? And then when you put people on the mantle, you're going to always get the same result because people are flawed. We got to start having an agenda or putting that thing or that purpose on the mantle that we can all get behind. And there's no there's no flaw behind that purpose. You know what I mean? Like, you can be the worst person in the world and still believe in that purpose and everything will be okay. But... Mm. When you're the worst person in the world and you got people following you and putting you on the pedestal, then that, that glass house is going to fall. You know, that glass house is definitely going to break. So, you know, that's just what I found, though, man. People love to be led. And, 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 and before I move on, let me just be clear now. All people like to be led. Like, True. white people want to be led more than what we want to be led. You know, more, that's why they're so engulfed in the political process. That's why they're so golfing in, behind sports and entertainment. Like, folks don't believe it, man, but it's got a lot to do with they can't do that and I worship, I, I can't do it, and I worship the people that can do it because I just love watching them do it, and I'll do anything that they say. And, and it's crazy, but look at it. Who right. spends the most money on NBA? Who spends the most money on NFL, but, you know, and, and entertainment? But anyway, that's a whole other story, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, you agree. That's a, that's a, that's a great point. And to that point, do, do you think the black community even have leaders like our, our grandparents and great grandparents had back in the day, like with the Mars and Malcolm? Do we even have leaders right like that in the, right now? The black community. I, I, I mean, I, I want to say no. I agree. I, I don't. I don't know that we're capable anymore because, in the same respect of people wanting to be led, hell, bro, we we like to tear down our leaders at, at the same time. Yeah, 
that's why I hate I as a culture. That's why I hate it. Like, like, no, we all have a past. We all exactly. have done some stuff that we're not proud of. Like, if they don't, people don't give you room to grow. They want to look at you. You can't look at me or you as the same as we was back when at Daniel Hill days. Because yeah, I'm, 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 I'm honest. I was ignorant back then. I'm, I was very ignorant person when I was younger. Very ignorant. Yeah, so like you you're like don't don't judge me by something like that. Like we all change now. If you somebody in your late thirties and forties, you ain't changed, man. Hey, hey, peace to you. Like if you still the same person you was when we was teenagers, I, I don't know what to say for you, man. But uh, that's crazy, man. Yeah, people. That, that, that's amazing. Right? That's a, that's a great point, man. I mean, people grow. You know, people man. People marginalize you based on something you did in middle school. And hell, we're 40, 40 years old now. I mean, man, put put it this way: like it's it's chicks. That I remember that went to school with us, you know, because the, the only middle schools I went to in Wilson, I think, uh, middle school with the Forest Hills. No, I went to Darwin when I first moved back sixth grade. Forest Hills, and then I went to Hunt, and then fight for half a year before I went back to Texas. And it's crazy, but you'll get around certain, like, say if I'm at the gym or something, a group of dudes, and they start talking about a girl that we made new back in middle high school and stuff that she used to do. They still look at this girl the same way, and we in our late thirties, almost forties. Like I'm like, yo, like, what? <laughs> That's like, nuts. Yeah, they they still that, think that girl's the same way. They still look at her the same way, man. Like it's it's crazy. That's that closed minded. That, that's that small town mentality. I'm, I'm sure it happens yeah. in big cities too. But yeah, that's that small town mentality. That closed minded. That that it, that's that same thing that when you tell somebody you're opening the business, they're like you're crazy. You shouldn't do it, and right. they'll come up with fifteen different reasons why you shouldn't do it. And never even think the fact that, yeah, you can fail and bounce back and do something. I mean, people don't, it, yo, I don't understand that thinking. And thank God I don't have it, bro. And and I don't even try to. Like, I don't surround myself with those people. I stay in my life. And see, that that's that's the thing right there. You got to, you got to, and, and, I'm, I'm, and it's, it's crazy because even now I'm learning that. Because you, you really can't change people. There's some people that you... I, people like to say, oh, I want to stay on my day one. Sometimes a lot of us don't have day one. Just look at your parents. Are they still friends with everybody they was in high school, man? Some people you grow apart from it, but this day's culture make you think, oh, they're acting funny. You know, you know, sometimes y'all just don't have the same interests, though. Like, y'all y'all not yeah. 18, 20, 22 no more. Like, you, it ain't like you, you hate the person no more, but y'all just don't vibe no more. And I'm a person that don't force that stuff. And so when I do yeah. that, people are... Uh, Look at me, crazy. Oh, and funny. Like, nah, I don't I got nothing against you, but like, it's not the same. Like, dog, I can't sit around you talking about the same things that we did when we was teenagers in 20, 21, 22. Like, it just That's don't right. interest me to do that all day no more. You know? Nah, man. It's, it's that that whole day one. You know that that term is cool. I, I, it means something else for me. But yeah. you know, for most people, you. You're supposed to outgrow people, man. I mean, yeah. you're supposed to discover new things. You're supposed to learn who you are and what you like. Right. I, I often tell people, you know, I, I got this theory about relatives, man. And, and people really go, if they, don't, if they think I'm crazy, if they thought I was crazy before oh, hearing this, say that they theory. Really say that theory. Say, please say that theory because I hope it's along my line, lines of mine because people think I'm crazy for what I got for about relatives too. I want to hear yours if it, and if it rivals mine. Well, I, I I simply think this man, uh, family is relative. I mean, the the, the definition of the word is, is relative because you're you're related to someone. But you know how you can grow up with your with your cousin, man, and you kick it with your cousin five, six, seven every weekend or every summer, 
Then as you get older, it's every other summer. Then as you get a little older, it's just a family reunion. Grow apart. Then as you grow into adulthood, it's just you, every so often you see them. And then years go by, years go by. I'm one of these people who believe, I don't know you. I love you because you're family. I got I got a different kind of respect for you and love you because we're family. But you're not the same dude that I grew up with seeing every weekend. Uh, uh, sleeping in bunk beds together or making a pallet on the floor, sharing a soda. You're not that same guy. And people feel beholden to that relationship that they have with their family to the point that they would move a relative who they have not seen in 10 years into their home with their family right. and not even knowing what kind of history or she had. So you, you, people jeopardize their a lot entire well being. It goes left, yeah. And, huh? it goes, and it usually goes left most of the time. Right, because it's a different person. It's just a... Look, I know you're related, and like I said, that's relative. That's why they call it relatives. But you don't know that dude or that girl. Like, you don't know that person and, and what they're doing and what their habits are and what kind of baggage they have. No, you don't know. So why jeopardize yourself over someone that's just a relative whom you have not spoken to just because you like that's cause? You know, it, it, man, I don't understand that mindset, that thinking. It's like we don't think in depth, man, and, and that's why a lot of people get harmed from their families, man. That's why a lot of families, they, they you know, that's on people. I mean, that, that's why it goes down like that, man, because we start trusting the wrong folk. People will quickly trust the cousin who they have not seen. Yo, even a brother or sister, and I hate to do that. I, I hate to do that because I ain't trying to... I don't want to. I don't want to turn nobody from their family, bro. Right. I'm just saying people should think in depth, right? But it could even be someone closer than a cousin. I like to use the cousin because a lot of the times the cousin ain't stay in the same household. Sometimes they did, but I, I like to use that in my example. But that should go for all folks, just to keep it all the way real. Because some people don't have a pause button just because you're their brother, sister, cousin, mother, father, etc. And I've been through that from a personal experience with my own father. Right. So, you know, you're going to tell me that it can't happen. Because I've seen it happen over and over, and I've been through no, no doubt, and and, that's, I, and most of that I definitely agree with. I'll, um, and for the people to listen, like a lot of times, where you ain't growing or getting done what you do, because you still holding on to people you should have been let go, but you think it's loyalty. But that person changed. Like it's people you should have been let go, and you wonder why you still having problems because you still hang with somebody you've been outgrew. It's not, it's not meaning that you hate them or nothing like that, but you just outgrew the person, and y'all want to hold on to them because of this thing. Like loyalty has an expiration date, dog. The certain stuff. Like, if a, person, if a person don't mean nothing, no good for you, it's an expiration date on that loyalty, man. I like that. Because people change. Like, I like that. I don't know why. Like, they, they, I, And it's this thing, like, you go by the cousin. They they looking at the cousin. They kicked the wit over the summers. They had fun. They were so close. But it's 10 years later. That person probably a whole different person. And you thinking and expecting the same person that you grew up with. You move them in. Yeah. They doing all types of stuff. And now you at odds with the person. I don't seen it happen a lot of times, too. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, and it should be. Yeah. You know, they, they, they should be different people, but it, it ain't always be good in your favor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, you it's right. It's not going to always be good. And, it, and you're right, it's relatives and family. Relatives you related by blood, I believe, and then family is just a person that you, like, really connect with. Like, it can, it can be... That's right. 
It could be somebody that you just met on your job. Y'all y'all vibe together. Y'all close. Y'all go fishing or whatever. Do together. Y'all talk. Y'all got own businesses together. Like that's that's family. Like you know what I'm saying. He, that's right. He's probably more family than y'all to your blood family. Like people just got it misconstrued. Everybody think it's Big Mama's house in real life, and it's really not really? like that. You know, it's not like nah, that. Man, Big Mama been going for a minute. Yeah, like a lot of people. A lot of families are like, but a lot. I'm trying to tell y'all, families are not built like that. Like our, our grandmas have been replaced with uh, these. Uh, new sister girl moms like grandmas who turn grandmas at like 25 Damn. you know what i'm saying <laughs> like it's different now. <laughs> <laughs> man, big, big up big up to my 20 year old my 20 something year olds for, for uh not making me a grandparent too early man i you know i i, I can't say that that's accomplishment you know i think it's a beautiful thing right but uh you know I, i'm just for me in my household I'm not prepared to be a grandparent yet. I'm still trying to be a parent. I got a 15 right. year old for God's sake. So, right. But but you know you you just made a good point, man. When when you said you know the whole big big people think this is big mama's house, and, and I thought the greatest point that you made was that sometimes family is, or or, or most oftentimes, family is the people that you're around the most, that you vibe with, that you click with, and and that's where we got to go, man. Especially times like this with. With the whole uh, uh, George Floyd situation, right. that's where we got to go, man. You cannot run to uh, all these different groups looking for love. Like, you can't. The, the first thing I feel like you can do is unify with the people that are close to you and understand what you want to do and understand what you're looking to get from whatever you're doing. Because we can't just do all this stuff in vain, man. We can't protest in vain. We can't. Uh, uh, blackout in vain. Like we, we, there has to be an end result, and and we got to demand something out of this man. And my my heart goes out to everybody who's protesting. Yo, do whatever you can do to make a difference. I'm not not, but uh, there needs to be a a goal. There needs to be an end result to this. I I totally agree, man. Oh, and with you, you got you like you said, you have boys. Uh... Would you? How do you feel about them as far as like dating? Are you are you worried about them as far as like interracial dating? What if they bring like a white woman home or like any somebody of any Hispanic, Latino, anything like that? No, man, because they they know themselves. Like we, we've done our part in making sure that they know themselves, and and I don't have an issue with it. Hell, my daughter dates a white guy, and my my my. Uh, 17 year old is is close friends with the white girl right or, or whatever she is latino or whatever i don't know no disrespect but my point is like i don't have an issue with that you can't for me you can't control who you love and i wouldn't dare tell my kids to not date a b or c uh but i i let them know this though and and it may be conflicting they may not like it uh, a lot of people don't like it, but I just feel like it's the reality. And, and that reality is that no one outside of this 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 colored skin that we have uh, will, can understand what it's like behind our eyes. Right. Uh, no matter what you are, no matter where you've been, no matter your poverty or economic level, you, you will never know what it's like uh, being a descendant of a former slave in America. It's not possible. Um, we're fighting way too many issues as people of color now. And, and a lot of those issues are within our own communities, not even to mention 
we're still fighting uh, issues that the oppressors set a long time ago uh, that their predecessors don't understand is is still wrong. <laughs> yeah, so uh, totally agree. You, you know, we 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 fight these issues from within, and we fight those issues from from outside, and it's a lot to ask someone who don't couldn't possibly understand what you're going through from a mental space, man. Especially when you know yourself. It's di- I, I believe it's different when you don't know yourself, but when you know yourself and you know what you're facing and you know what it is that you're going through and experiencing, experiencing it when you're experiencing it, it, it's like you're putting somebody in a tough spot, man. You're putting them in a very tough spot uh, to try and understand that pain that you go through. And, and you better do some explaining in advance. That's all I can say. If you're going to date interracially, you better do some explaining and apologizing in advance. Because if you know yourself, you're going to call it out when you see it. And that pain, you cannot hold it. You cannot hold inside. I, I agree. I agree, man. I got these uh, two last questions. I want to let you get to that mac and cheese, man. I want to hold you from that mac, man. <laughs> I'll hold you. But I, I, I had a friend I, I talked to, too, and he says... Of course, we love how you know how the white white Caucasians are getting involved with the protests and rioting, um, and, and everything that's going on. But he says he he likes the fact that they're standing with us. But he said when they go show it on the on the on the news and everything like that, they usually just show the white people beside us crying. And then he said it's changing the narrative. He said he appreciate them be with us, but his his in his own words, his exact words, he said when, when they marching with us, they should be beside us, not with us. He said because with them being on on, he says it, it, it messes up the message and it, it messes up the whole narrative. It's like it's changing because they got involved instead of us fighting for our own justice. His words. Wow. Well, and I didn't think I, about it that way, but a, when you watch on the news, <clears throat> it's it's weird, you know. It's you know I well, didn't think about it that he, way when he said he's it. Right. Yeah, when I said it, when he said it, I was like, "Man, you tripping? Like, why wouldn't you?" Then when I when you watch on the news, it, that's what they are showing, though. You know, he, he's right, man. And and uh, okay, there's a pro and a con to to his stuff. But, well, first of all, I want to say he's right because I think it it uh it it almost robs us of the black empowerment behind what we're doing, right? It, it almost robs you of because history. You know how history does. Like the history books are going to tell a different story. Yeah, that, yeah, and see, that's what I started thinking when he said. I thought he was tripping, but I started thinking about it. I'm like, yo, you're right. Like, because you, our social studies lied to us for years. <laughs> you know right. about a lot of stuff. Right. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you know the he he's right. The narrative could get twisted in history. Uh, uh, man, uh, uh, so man, let, let me let me let me make a comment on that man because I, I definitely want to share this. This is something that I always told my kids, but. When you say that history books have taught us wrong, I want people to really, like, capture this and think about how wrong the history books taught us. And this is something I, I tell my kids all the week. The history books told us when it came to black people or people of color, I like to say, because I'm not black, and, and, and there are many beautiful shades of people of color. Right. Um, but when the history books spoke on what they call the African-American Man, it's amazing when you talk to white people and you ask them where they're from. They can give you a dis- I mean, a distinct location. I'm talking about a definitive place 
of where their ancestors came from, where the first person of their brand, if you will, started. Right. From birth. Mm. Because of how we were taught in in, in grade in elementary school or grade school, some would say, they bottle capped us, man, and, 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 and minimized us to only saying where did black people come from? Africa. So it's like they reduced us to a whole continent, not even a particular place, not even a particular country, region, nothing. They just said black people came from Africa. And when you really think about that, man, that disempowers you, bro, because you don't know who you are. Mm. All you can tell people is that you came from Africa. And you know, Sean, bro, the reality is there's a percentage of us, and I don't know it anymore, there's a percentage of people who call themselves black or African-American in this country who ancestors never touched Africa, ever. Yeah, because I seen something on on the Breakfast Club where where uh, a Latino lady said she identifies as Afro Latino. She said like it's African Latinos and everything. You know what I'm saying? It's um, yeah. Afro Native American. I'm like, I never heard of these terms, but I've, I've been hearing about them lately. It's real, man. It, it, it's that whole Native American uh, 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 line. Line, if you that that comes from. Man, there's more to that than it's cracked up to be. I'll just say it like that, right? Yeah, and everybody never... ain't from where they think they are. Right. I, I, and, and, I, and I'll leave that one at that. But to speak to your man's comment, on, and, and on the other side of that, bro, well, if, if you if you look through history, man, and you really understand what's happened in this country, the white liberal has always robbed us about black power when it came to black issues. Let's just keep it real. Right. Like, the white liberals are the people that killed Martin Luther King. He changed his tone. He started speaking about money. He started talking about rights, other than civil rights. And they killed him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, Malcolm X talks about the white liberal a lot. And and the reason I always say you got to watch out for the, light, the white liberal, because the white liberal can come and bust the window out and walk away from it only in handcuffs when you don't get beat over the head. Mm-hmm. People don't like when I talk like this, but it's real. And we're seeing it too. We're seeing like these these like people, the people who's like I've been seeing who's breaking the windows and buzzing shit. Like it's not all black. Like you know what I'm saying? It's crazy, man. Right now, you listen to the ballad and the bullet that the Malcolm X speech and several of his speeches when he was talking about the white liberal, and he was he was he was explaining how black people are the true classic conservative, and not by that bullshit definition that conservatives try to give now, or, or what Republican conservatives try to give now. We're the true people who always saved our dollar. We didn't abort our babies. Our money went through our community 20 times because no one else would take it, and we didn't want to give it to nobody else. We built our own. We made our own. We stuck with our own, and that's who we were. And, and I, don't, I don't know what's more conservative than, than black people and just that principle of people of color because we couldn't mingle with anybody. Hell, we ate the damn chitlin, the intestines of an animal that nobody else wanted. Yeah, that's crazy. Pig feet, pig snout. Pig tail. Come on, man. We'll eat a pig tail, fam. A turkey neck. <laughs> Where do you think that came from? Yeah. Like, these are the things that we had to eat because we had no other choice. And I, and I know I'm getting off topic, but nah, the, the white liberal world has always jumped into our movement. And, and, and also Marxist white people have always jumped into our movement and, and, and basically just taken them over. Because they don't want a capitalist society when the capitalist society has always worked for black people, believe it or not. 
Always. Yes, hell yeah, capitalism is crony. It, it absolutely is. Let me tell you, I, I challenge people this. If you take capitalism out of America, where would it leave black? Mm. I challenge people that. Everybody wants to be a socialist now. Everybody wants to say, oh, you know, everybody needs to have this. Everybody needs to have that. Okay. Well, who's the person that's going to give it to us all? And how do they decide how much to give us if you want to put them in control? And what's going to hold them accountable? Mm. I would much rather we have the ability to get our own and take care of our own. We're missing the component where we come together to take care of our own. We go get our own, but we don't unite to be able to take care of all of us. I got no issue with white people, but I'm saying there's only 13.7%, 8 of black people in this country, or maybe 14, less than 15% of black people in this country. We need to be able to sustain. Because one day, if someone just says, you know what, we done with y'all. Y'all take care of yourself. We don't want your money. We don't want to be involved with you. You guys need to go take care of yourself. Would we be able to take care of ourselves if we were forced to? So your man was right. We got to do something for ourselves and by ourselves. And we can't always look to white folks and their money and the white liberal for, for their for their activity and sympathy to come in and hijack our causes and push their agendas also on the backside of it. Because let's face it, white folks always have a way of accomplishing their goals behind the movement. We're the only people who never accomplish our goals behind the movement. We never do. Legislatively, mm. economically, not even socially. I agree. I agree. It's hard to keep us together. Hard to keep us together. Um, and they know that. And, and I believe that was by design, you know. Um, last question before I get into <laughs> before I get into my last question. The Obama, I mean, not Obama, but Biden and uh, what's on that? Biden and Trump, man. They, they, we, it's, you know, it's coming, the election. How do you feel about it? Everybody knows how I feel. I feel like local elections are important to me. To me, local elections are the most important. This, I'm not a very fan of voting for the lesser of the two evils. But uh, how do you break that down, man, that Trump-Biden that's coming, man? Man, you got Satan and the devil. You got Satan and the devil. And they both want you to vote for them. And they're both telling you what sounds good. What sounds good to you. And nobody still has a black agenda. Uh, even I some people are looking for Because, you know, Trump, did, he did all the stuff for the HBCUs and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, um. Biden, he getting pressed, and he still doesn't have like a black agenda. You know what I'm saying? But everybody's gonna go out and vote for him because you know they train down. Most people in the South train. Hey, we gotta vote as a straight Democratic ticket. You know what I mean? They're trained. These dudes are two peas in the pod, man. They they are. They're two peas in the pod. And 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 the issue is, you know what's amazing, bro? Before I get into my own thoughts, if Joe Biden I, I, and I challenge people to think about this, right? If Joe Biden Biden, President Obama's vice president, right? That's who he is. Right. His number two guy, or number one guy, his number one guy, supposedly. If he was everything that he's supposed to be, why aren't the Obama campaigning for this man? Why isn't that Obama political machine helping this man? Yeah, you're right. They, 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 didn't he didn't he endure wait to like last minute to endorse him out the blue or some shit like that? 
Yeah, man, they, they don't, they're not publicly speaking out for this guy. They're yeah, not. They're not. You're right. That is true. He don't even have that Obama machine behind him. So you would think his vice president would have that thing. He would have, listen, if you were my VP and I was gone, I would make sure that you had my campaign advisors, all my financial people. He's not even getting the same donors. So you got to, you know, you know, for, for right or wrong or rhyme or reason, you got to wonder why isn't this man getting the same push? Now, some would say that's because Obama ain't who he, he was supposed to be. But, you know, whatever, I'm going to let that, I'm just going to let that flow through the air. But if Joe Biden was, you know, who he's supposed to be, you think that he'd be pushed by his, his homeboy. Yeah. You know, and we know who Donald Trump is. We, we, we can clearly see who Donald Trump is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, only a fool. I, I don't even like to speak on him because it's so obvious. He's that idiotic and stupid. Like, you, I mean, dude, this is the easiest one in history. Like, he's the easiest one to look at and just be like, not that guy. I mean, come on, not that guy. And, and I was talking, but he's a celebrity. And I was talking, he's a lifelong the, Democrat celebrity. Look around, look at his old pictures and see who he was rolling with. Yeah, Keep thank, it a Nobody you. wants to admit that. Hey, thank you. Hey, look, I, I spoke to the guy before you. I was talking to a Caucasian man before, and I told him, I like, do you realize who was his friends? Like, and do you know who's. I told him, like, it's funny that everybody jumps on every other black person and cancels them. Like, do you know Mike Tyson supports him hard and nobody never said nothing to Mike? Nobody says nothing to Mike about yeah. Trump. Like, nothing. And I'm like, you, you'll be surprised who, who Trump friends was. I remember Russell Simmons writing the the the, the, the intro to his book. I think it was Vice Versa. That's was, right, brother. Yeah, like, y'all said, I, like, y'all remember him on the G-Unit mixtapes. Like, I remember this. Like, this stuff you can pull up, guys. Thank you, like, man. Like this, I, Thank you, I was bro. telling the guy like, "Yo, dog, you be some puffy." He he's he's been with Puff. He hung with Puff. He used to hang with like these dudes yeah. were his friends. But now all of a sudden, nobody wants to touch. And the thing is, I think behind y'all backs they do because like we we love our celebrities and everything. But rich people really don't have the same problems as you. And I don't know why. That's why I hate when people always want celebrities to speak up for us because like dog, they really don't have the same issues as you except for the skin. Because that's I, right. I listen to T.I. podcast and it's crazy. I got the clip. I can even send it to you like tomorrow. Like when he said um, him and Jeezy was talking to Jeezy and it was talking about like mm -hmm. the voting and politics and everything. He was like, Jeezy was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We got to get Trump out. But like you, he said, remember, there was at something where Biden was there. He said, but yeah, you remember your man Biden, how he was acting there. It was, it was so strange. I don't know if I want to even get behind that. T.I. exact words. Honestly, for the market. Trump is the man, but because my people are suffering, I'm gonna have we got to get him out and get Biden. And I was like, <laughs> I like yo, people don't be lucky. I be lucky like his podcast ain't that popular because like people would have a fit if they heard him say that. They would they wouldn't know how to take yeah. that. He all but all he said he was like honestly, you know, he is Trump is better for the market for what you know for me because I'm I'm rich, you know, I'm rich already. But he said you know for my people he needs to be out, and like people don't understand that like rich people don't really have your problems, yo. They sure don't. And y'all, y'all want sure to speak up to you. Got yeah, I'm like, like y'all will be, y'all be surprised. They, they would be very surprised how many black celebrities really are, did vote for Trump the last time and really secretly support him. And they, and they, they'll be surprised who his friends are. Like, <laughs> I, I ain't forget, but everybody, I'm like, they forgot because yeah, we had two. It's been two Democrats, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this dude, this dude uses Donald Trump is his best friend with Hillary Clinton. Yeah. yeah. Has, has always been. I know this for a fact. Like, boy, I won't say how, but I know that for a fact. I also know that he privately bankrolled both our senatorial campaigns. And I also know that they were both invited to two of his weddings. Right. 
two of his private weddings. I ain't talking about no public ceremony. I'm talking about Donald Trump's private wedding. Who in the hell? I mean, bro, all the proof is there, but people don't want to accept reality. So, man, you know, people, they just don't want to accept reality. They like to paint their own picture. Right. They paint their own narrative. And the truth is, politics is just a game. And I've worked for both sides. I work with some of the most prominent Democrats and Republicans in this country or with them on different bills and different issues and all that. And I ain't saying this shit to be bragging because I'm an independent now. And, right. and, I, and I feel like all black people need to be independent. And I think that's how we're going to get the power to be able to get some things done. Until, until we do that, bro, we have nothing. The vote is split for us. And they know that. Well, it's not even split. Because they know most of us are going to vote Democrat anyway. Right. But they, they know that. So until we empower ourselves, change our voter registration, and become registered independent, where we're able to vote in either party, or right before the general election, change our, our affiliation to vote with whoever are gonna, whoever's going to answer to our agenda after we create a black pack and meet with them, right. we ain't got nothing. That's all we got, bro. Right, man. And then, That's all we got. And, and, and furthermore, I guess I'm going to let the cat out of the bag because I was going to save it. I was actually going to run for mayor somewhere, and, and, and I was going to actually talk about this in detail. But until we make it illegal with the mandatory sentence, where basically you kill a black person in handcuffs, you're going to prison for 25 years. Right. No questions asked. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You do the investigation. If you're found guilty, you go away for 25 years. Until we start doing that and putting some of these people in that damn needle, in that needle, putting that needle in those veins, we're going to keep facing the same stuff, man. We're going to keep protesting. We're going to keep chatting. So we don't have to get behind a political candidate who's willing to answer our demands and do that. And the only way we can do that is with money. The only way we can do that is with the proper political representation. And that is power. It's the only way we're going to be able to do that. I, I totally agree. I totally well, very well put, man. Very well put, man. And uh, the last question, because I want I don't want to hold you up, man. Uh, how do you, how do we change? When you basically just you just you just really answered it. I was about to say, how do we change everything? And you just answered that with your last answer, man. But uh, yeah, man, racism is 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 a thing. Do you think you see even racism ending during our time or our kids' time or your grandkids' time? Never. It's, it's gonna it's gonna always be around. And and it's all and, and here's my theory on it though. See, I, the, the way I look at the world now, especially these days, when I mean, you look around, racism is a small number of people. When I say small number now, I'm still talking, you know, 100 million people maybe, right? And racism can still die a horrible death. And I'm, I'm just talking about here, just talking about America, right. you know, just talking about that. And, and when I define people as being racist, when, I, when you talk about racism, I'm talking about people who will kill you because they don't like the color of your skin. Yeah. Who absolutely hate your gut. They may or may not put on a disguise, but they really could spit in your face and kill us if you die in the street. That's why a lot of people are not even feeling this whole George Floyd incident. They ain't even feeling it. They ain't going to act like they're feeling it. They have no sympathy or remorse. Right. Those are racist. Those people hate us for no rhyme or reason. They've been, they brought up hating us. They hate us to this day. They're going to hate us when they die. The problem is the institutions of racism, man. That's the problem that we have, and that's why it's going to always be around. Until we knock down some of those walls and some of those laws and some of those institutions and, and those symbols that represent racism yeah. or, or 
let me just not even say racism, hatred of black people or hatred of the people who were, who were slaves in this country. Until we can overcome those and ourselves, it's going to always be around, bro. So we may not see it. We may not ever see it. It may be three, four, five hundred years because it's going to always be that same 50 to 100 million people who are going to feel the same with their privileged passes. They're going to feel the same about these laws. They're going to feel the same about their predecessors. They're going to feel the same about their ancestors. And they believe what they've been taught and how they were raised. Paul Paul, who won't like the black kid because he just was raised that way, as I said to somebody else. Until we can overcome those and make those kids start saying, no, Papa, you wrong. You need to change your heart. That's not right. And I'm going to teach my kids to and mean it, not just say it, but mean it. Not just do it for the what they could do it for the gram. I'm talking about right. do it for God, like do it for your heart. Until people start doing it for those purposes and just because it's right, it's going to always be around. And a lot of people aren't ready to tell Papa he's wrong. I, I, Just like the black people ain't ready to tell the black church they wrong. It's the same thing. I agree, and 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 my same homeboy, he said the same thing. He said, yeah, he, like what he said about the marching and changing there. He said, he said he rather this about what you said. He said he rather them go fix it. It ain't doing no good for you to march with us if you're not going back home and telling your family like, hey, this is wrong. We need to change our behaviors. They're like fix yourselves while we fix ourselves, and then everybody fix each other. Yeah, that's what he said. But, yeah. but yo, who's ready to cut their mom off for that though? Who, who's ready to cut their dad off because their dad don't like their black person? Like, that's, I'm talking about that real. Yeah. We yeah. got to get that real. Right. You're right. You're right, man. I, I, I damn for sure appreciate you uh, giving us a little bit of your time. It's very insightful, man. I'm, I'm going to put these and edit these out tonight and put them out tomorrow and, you know, put the links up on social medias, man. It's, I think people are really going to enjoy everybody's uh, point of view that I got, you know. Bro, I love building with you, bro. I love building with you. I love what you're doing. I love how you rocking, and I'm I'm always here for you, fam. I'll make time for you, and 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 just all anytime you need me, I'm here. I, I feel the same way, man. Proud of you and everything. How you overcome and came up the way you did, man, and you changed everything into a positive, man. Trying to, still trying to, bro. Same for you, man. Same, same to you and for you. Same, same, up. Up, man. I appreciate it, man. All right, bro. One love. All right, peace.